The following is a Thunderbolt West Media production. It seems things are getting out of hand. So now what do we do? You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I'll talk about anything from government corruption to chemtrails. Also, I feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving so I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show originates at the Harmony Barn Studios, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show airs on global shortwave stations WBCQ, Monticello, Maine, at frequency 7.490, and also on WRMI, Radio Miami International, on frequency 5850. And you can tune in to Key Radio, 89.3 FM, in Osage Beach, Missouri. And this show is also available on demand on Spreaker, Anchor, Podpoint, Podpage, and Red Circle. My email address is jim at offgridliving.faith and be sure to visit my website, which is offgridliving.faith. Thanks for joining me, everyone. I appreciate it. Well, I have quite a show lined up for you today. I'm going to be addressing what I feel is things that we need to be doing as the world just seems to be rushing headlong into a terrible war. And I think there are some things we can do and I want to touch on that. I'm going to be talking about fallout shelters and and several other issues that I think need to be addressed on this show. But before I get started, I want to thank everyone who has written me. I've received quite a bit of mail lately, and it's all been good. And I really do appreciate all who write. And I think all the suggestions are really good. And I'm going to address one thing right now. As far as farmers being endangered, as far as their livelihood... I received a letter that recommended that I also included the home gardener because what they're doing to the farmers, they're going to be doing to the home gardener as well. We know that in the last few years, they've really been messing with people as far as some areas, not allowing seed to be sold and just crazy things. And then I, and I have some wonderful listeners in Florida who have contacted me 
who gave me a chilling report about a lot of the species of their animals are just non-existent, and also some insects. They're noticing things are not like they should be, and they're also long-time orange growers, several generations. Now their orange groves are not producing. They have to do an awful lot of extra care to their orchards just to make them produce enough to make it worth their while. And they've done some studies, and they're finding that a lot of the chemicals that are known to be in the chemtrails have saturated the ground on their orange grove. And so we need to be in prayer over that situation. That is ugly when your land becomes unfertile because of aircraft flying over and spraying. The people that don't think that's real, I wish you would wake up. One of these days you're going to wake up and there's not going to be any rabbits, there's not going to be any ants, there's not going to be any anything, no birds, and they're just going to be gone, and the fields are going to be bare. If we let this continue, that's what their plan is, folks. They are killing God's creation. And over the past year, I've received five or six letters detailing how people's farms and their properties are being damaged by chemtrails. And all through this pandemic that they put us through, they kept saying, follow the science. Well, follow the science. Follow your eyes. Well, yes, follow the real science, but follow your eyes. Look up. See what's happened to our skies. And if you don't think our skies have changed, look at any video shot that's 25 years old and older whether it be a motion picture or a home movie, take a look at the color of the sky, and then go out and look at the color of our sky we have today. And also, these soil samples are not lying. Our soil is being contaminated. And so thank you so much for the report from Florida. I was very disturbed reading your letter because it just broke my heart what you're going through. But that's one reason I'm on the air. I'm trying to wake people up. People need to know what's going on. And there's one other thing I want to get to before I get to the main meat of the show. I want to address the Tucker Carlson interview of Vladimir Putin. I seem to recall Dan Rather interviewed Saddam Hussein. And if you remember, Saddam Hussein was the devil himself back before the Gulf War. All of the world's issues revolved around Saddam Hussein. And if they could just get rid of him, everything would be perfect. Well, Vladimir Putin is the new Saddam Hussein, because everything is Vladimir Putin's fault. And I don't know why the United States government is so adamant about criticizing Tucker Carlson for an interview that Dan Rather did an equivalent of years ago, and he was never ostracized at all. But we are treating Russia like they're our enemy. And I have to ask, what has Russia done to the United States? And they're claiming that Russia wants to expand their territory. Who's putting troops on whose border? We're putting American troops on the Russian border. Are Russian troops being placed on our borders? With Canada and Mexico? No. But I have a feeling that very soon they're going to be on the borders with Alaska. I think that's a whole can of worms that's going to really come back to haunt the United States. I think that what the United States government is doing, of not negotiating, not trying to find common ground for peace, 
is ridiculous. But I want to address Hillary Clinton. She came out and called Tucker Carlson a useful idiot, and she ridiculed him for being fired from Fox News, and she basically called Tucker Carlson a traitor. I want to address Hillary Clinton directly. You are the traitor. Just think of Benghazi. Think of all of the things that this evil woman has done to our country. And she has the gall to call a journalist like Tucker Carlson a traitor? Well, Hillary, you want to see a traitor? Just look in the mirror. And that's all I've got to say about that. Okay, getting on to the World War III mess. It just seems that every day something else is happening. And I'm noticing that the rhetoric or the response, whatever you want to call it, from Russia concerning the West is changing ever so slightly. But it's changing for the worse. And I do believe that Russia is now starting to point their fingers at we the people for allowing such a rogue government to stay in power. I think that Russia has given the United States Corporation miles of rope on which they can hang themselves. And I do think that the Russians know the difference between an American citizen and an American politician. And they also know the difference between a Ukrainian and Ukrainian warmonger politician. Now, why did I call the Ukrainians warmongers? Because they started killing their own people in 2014. The first shots that were fired were fired by Ukraine. And now we're just giving them billions and billions of dollars and a lot more equipment that they can reach farther into Russia. And we're saying, get them, get them, get them. And that's the rope that Vladimir Putin has been doling out to the West. And when Russia's response comes, and believe me, it will come, it's going to be very harsh, very over-the-top, very final. And there's not going to be any looking back. The history of the world will be judged pre-war and post-war of this war that's about to go totally kinetic. We are at the largest cornerstone in history as far as a military conflict is concerned. The outcome of this one really doesn't depend on who wins. The outcome of this one depends on who's left here on earth to rebuild. And I've been watching videos. It really makes me angry that billions of dollars are being spent on underground bunkers and facilities and forts and basically cities underground in the United States that are fully stocked and impenetrable to an atomic blast. Well, guess where all these warmongers that are going to start the war, guess where they're going to be when the nukes are flying? And guess who paid for their protection? And guess where you're going to be and where I'm going to be when the nukes start flying? I'm telling you right now that we have the biggest can of worms in the history of humanity. We have the most evil, rotten, totally traitorous, backstabbing, if you want to call them leaders, go ahead. But we have the most satanic group of people that are in power worldwide 
than ever in the history of mankind. These people are as evil as Hitler and Stalin and Mao and Attila the Hun, and you can name rulers throughout history, and people that had power like Vlad the Impaler. You can lump all them in, and they still would not be as evil as what's sitting in parliaments and in congresses and senates and in leadership roles across this world. And I'm telling you right now that Russia feels like they are fighting for humanity. They feel like they're fighting for not only their way of life, but regular human way of life. Now, i got to ask you, what has Vladimir Putin done that makes him so evil? Why we hate him so much? Or we're told to hate him so much? Because he's evil. Because he's against transgenderism. He's against the gay agenda. He's against the New World Order. He's against all of these sanctions that are used to punitively break countries that try to be their own country without the United States currency. You notice that any time a country's leader comes out and talks about replacing the currency and ditching the dollar, that country either gets bombed or overthrown or something happens to the leader. Something happens. And that's not coincidence. And we're about to go to war with Iraq again. And we were lied to on the whole Iraqi war. Every bit of it was a lie. And now they're trying to say that Iraq is now backed by Iran. Another straw man. We're supposed to put out our flag and wave it and say, Go get him, tiger. Let's blow him up. Well, I'm going to tell you this as a proud American citizen. I'm sick of we the people getting the shaft by a rogue and traitorous government that takes our money and hands it over to butchers like the leadership in Israel, and they hand it over to people like Zelensky that wants to fight until every Ukrainian is dead. We have to figure this out, folks. We're being used as a cash cow. They're using our labor and our productivity to try to rule the world on our backs. And guess what? The world is going to blame us and our leaders, but we're also going to be to blame. And so when the missiles start hitting American cities, nobody's going to shed a tear around the world. There's going to be mass celebrations all over the world because they're going to feel like it's payback. And I honestly think that we've been lied to so much in this country and brainwashed so much in this country that there's really no turning back. I really don't know what to do about this except to prepare. And there are some people that won't like my words. But I've got to wake you up. We have things going on right now in the name of you and in the name of me that I don't condone. I don't condone genocide. I don't condone sending billions of dollars to an out-of-control, corrupt government. I don't condone what Russia's doing in its entirety, but I do condone them stopping the violence against the people in that part of Ukraine that didn't want to be part of Ukraine, that were Russian-speaking. They were ethnic Russians. And just because they were born ethnic Russians, they were targeted by the Ukrainian government. And don't get the idea that I'm pro-Russian, because I'm not. I'm pro the United States the way the Constitution made us. 
But I am not pro-warmonger. I am not pro-genocide. I am not pro-nuclear war. I am pro-peace. And all of this junk that's happening all over the world does not need to happen. Because you can't name any big thing that Vladimir Putin has done or Russia has done to the United States that warrants us putting missiles on their border. Not one. And if you say, well, they meddled in our elections, well, then you're being like Hillary Clinton, and you're just trying to spread propaganda. The people that are meddling in the elections are the people that are taking Donald Trump off the ballot. That is election meddling. It's not done by the Russians. And never forget, ever, never, ever forget this. When Hunter Biden, that reprobate, drug-addicted, abusive person, when his laptop was released, the government and all the mainstream media said that was nothing but Russian propaganda. And so they've used Russia as a straw man. And they think they've done a really good job of turning all the United States against Russia. Well, the American people and the Russian people, if we could, we could stop this. Because the Russian people don't want a war and the people in the United States don't want a war. But we have a rogue, out-of-control bunch of satanic people in Washington. Lindsey Graham and all these other warmongers. And we have a willing media that's bought and paid for by Pfizer that are going to do everything in their power to get as many people killed as they can. And I apologize for my rant, but I see where this is going, and I think you see where this is going. And it does not have to be. You talk about self-inflicted wounds. Do you like the Eiffel Tower? Do you like the Washington Monument? Do you like the New York City skyline? Do you like our beautiful farmland that's in the middle of the United States? Do you like America as it is, as far as geographically? Well, if you do, you better stand up and try to stop this war. I'm doing what I can, and it's very little, but it's all I can do. If we truly love the history that we have in this country, the history in the Smithsonian Institute, the history that's in all the monuments and Statue of Liberty, and if we really cherish that, we better stop this war because we have to look at the Planet of the Apes, honestly. The last scene where Charlton Heston is riding the horse down the beach, he comes across what was left of the Statue of Liberty, and he started saying, Damn you! Damn you! You did it! You actually did it! And I'm telling you, we're at that point right now. Because all it's going to take is one idiot, and the world's full of them, one idiot to push a button, and everything we hold near and dear is gone. Now, I know this is a very dark show. I'm very sorry about that. But after watching the videos I've been watching and reading, the articles I've been reading, and taking a look at the situation, it seems to me that that it's set in stone that we are going to have a war with Russia, and Russia has it set in stone that if NATO goes to war with Russia, Russia is going to use nuclear weapons. 
And also I hear that Russia has all sorts of plagues, all sorts of chemical and biological weapons that they're going to unleash. And I hear the United States has the same thing. So you have all these fat cats in Russia in bunkers, and you have all the fat cats in the West and in the United States and all over Europe. They're in bunkers. And then we're on top of the surface getting radiated and having viruses that are created in labs unleashed on us and chemicals poured down on us. We'll be sprayed like insects a hundred times worse or a thousand times worse. Because these people underground, they have fresh water, they have ventilation systems, they have food to last, I don't know, 10, 20 years or more. And if the common people would just see the fact that it doesn't matter what color you are, what country you're from, what religion you are, it makes no difference. I'm talking about trying to save humanity. We have a group of people that want you dead, they want me dead, they want everyone dead but them. Just look at what Bill Gates has been saying for years and what Dr. Fauci has been doing as far as his entire career. And we are funding our own demise. And I'm going to get on to cheerier topics here. I'm going to talk about some solutions and some things we need to look at. But seriously, folks, I try to bring this show to you in a spirit of success, in a spirit of winning, in a spirit of faith, not of fear, not of trembling. But if we do not fear what's coming, if we don't respect it enough to fear it, then we're going to live through what we don't want to live through. But I'm telling you right now, we have to live through it. We cannot let these evil, satanic people rebuild what they tear down. Now, if I live long enough to help rebuild, that's what I want. I would shudder to think of a world built by the Clintons and by the Obamas and by the Charles Schwabs and the Bill Gates and the Anthony Fauci's and the Zelensky's, Justin Trudeau's of the world. Just look at what these governments are doing to their farmers over in Europe. And now they're having police trying to arrest farmers and setting up roadblocks and they're trying to really be punitive against farmers. I hope those policemen know that they have to eat and I hope they know where their food comes from. Right now they're setting up a police state all over Europe and they're going to try to break the farmers. I asked a couple episodes ago if you would please watch some videos of the farm protests in Europe. I think you need to really stay informed because as the farms go, that's where our society is going to go. If our farmers go down and our farms go down with them, then we are really in trouble worldwide. They've been talking about global famines. Well, what are the farmers in Europe doing right now? Are they in their fields? Well, part of Europe, they can't be in their fields, but in places like Spain, they could be. But no, they're not in their fields. They're out protesting. And so this year is not going to be a highly productive year anyway. And so we have to look at the big picture. The big picture is, is that you have to do what you can do right now to save you and your family. You have to do it right now. You have to learn those skills. You have to put that food away, the water away, the 
filtration systems, everything has to be done. and has to be done real, real soon. Now, I know I've been saying for quite some time that things were going to get out of hand. Well, if you think that I'm wrong, I think that I've been a little bit wrong on my timelines as far as how fast things were going to get bad. But I hope that everyone listening can understand that things are a lot worse now than when I started saying that they're going to get bad. And I'm saying that we ain't seen nothing yet. And so, as a species, humanity has to understand that we're all made in the likeness of God. Doesn't matter where you're from, what color you are, nationality, it just doesn't matter. We are all made in God's image. We're all God's children. And as Russia believes that they're fighting the Antichrist when they're fighting the West, I'm not sure if I go as far as say I totally believe that we are totally the Antichrist. And although it's repugnant for me to agree with Russia in their assessment that we have become an Antichrist system, I have to trust my eyes and the direction we're going with all the drag queen story times and the gay pride this and and the radical gay agenda and the radical climate change agenda and all of the things that we have to endure. I can't blame Russia for looking at us and saying that is what we do not want to be. And you see, I grew up in an America where the world looked at us and said that's what we want to be. We want to be the United States. That's what we want for our people. Now, countries are looking at us and they're saying, we're the great Satan. They don't want any part of us. They don't want our money. They don't want our influence. They don't want our movies. They don't want our culture. They don't want anything except free from us. And it's really sad that just a handful, maybe four or 5,000 people that live in the United States were able to acquire so much power that they could change the trajectory of this entire nation and our culture. You do realize that everything that was done pre-transgender is now considered very much null and void as far as it's being important to our society. And so we have people trying to break our society down, break it down to the marrow of the bone, and so they can build back better. Well, I have news for these build back better people. You're going to have to deal with me and people like me if you want to build back after you destroy, because I'll do everything in my power to make sure you never have power again. Because people like me won't want people like you in power anymore. And the first half of the show has been a complete rant. I realize that. The second half of the show, I'm going to roll up my sleeves and get to work. And if you find value in my broadcasts, it's because of you and your generous donations I'm able to bring you this show each week. I do my best to give you what I feel is vital information. And also, I do my best to have you and your family's best interests at heart. And so if you agree with my mission, I would appreciate you partnering with me. I take checks, money orders, or cash. You would write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. And you would mail to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, 
Nebraska, Hershey, Nebraska, and the zip code is 69143. I would like for each of my listeners to send me an email to let me know how you listen to this program, whether by radio, podcast, or one of the video cast. I'd really appreciate it. That helps me plan the future direction of this program. And I want to assure all of my listeners, I don't keep any emails or email addresses. And so your email address is 100% safe with me. It will go no farther than my inbox. And my email address is jim at offgridliving.faith. And I invite you to visit the website, which is offgridliving.faith, where you'll find links to more information on the show. And also, you can access every one of my Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show episodes on my website. Again, that's offgridliving.faith. If you're listening on frequency 7490, you're listening to the planet WBCQ, Monticello, Maine. And if you're listening to 5850, you're in tune with WRMI, Radio Miami International. And if you're tuned in to 89.3 FM, you're listening to Key Radio, Osage Beach, Missouri. Welcome to part two of the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. This is Jim Calhoun, and I really do appreciate you sticking around. I hate to do segments like the first segment. I hate to get so just uptight and angry. But I think that there's an awful lot of people uptight and angry right now. And, and I know from the letters I'm receiving, I'm the voice of a lot of people that would like to do what I'm doing. They'd like to say what I'm saying. And so I really connect with them because... I'm saying what they would, but I want this show to be about solutions, about hope, about courage, and I think we're going to need to have courage to face what is inevitably going to happen. I've never seen so many people that I'm going to call hell-bent, and I do believe literally they're hell-bent, to create a huge war. And I don't think there's an economy on earth that's worth all the human life that's going to be wasted and squandered in a needless war. I would have to say that most wars are started on lies and propaganda and mistrust and just all sorts of things that go on behind the scenes that we'll never know about. But I just have to ask again, where are the diplomats? Where are the statesmen? They don't exist, and we're going to pay the price for that. Well, I'd said I was going to talk about off-grid issues and also survival issues, and I mentioned this fallout shelter, so that's where I'm going to pick up the solutions part of the show. Make sure you have a fallout shelter, folks. Make sure you know where you're going to go. 
If you don't know, if you can't answer this question with a coherent sentence, this understandable and also a workable deal, then you better stop what you're doing and look at your situation really hard and figure out what you're going to do when things go nuclear. So here's the question. When you hear that nuclear weapons are in the air or have hit somewhere on Earth, what are you going to do? Question number one. And question number two is, where are you going to go? If you can't answer those questions, then you're in a lot of trouble. If you can go underground with at least three feet, more if you can, of dirt over the top of your cellar or your dugout or whatever you come up with, with your bunker, you have to have three foot plus of soil over the top of that to shield you from the radiation. Now here's the problems. We have to have doorways to get into our shelters. And we have to have a doorway to get out of our shelters once the danger has passed. And I'm talking about the fallout is no longer going to harm you. Now, even when danger seems to be passed, I got to be blunt. We're going to see a massive increase of cancer among people that think they're safe. And so, if you have to stay in your bunker an extra two weeks or a month, six months, whatever it takes, so you can shield you and your family away from cancer, then I wouldn't criticize your decision to stay underground longer than you have to. But most people are going to go stir-crazy, and they're going to want out as fast as they can. I understand that too, but just understand the risks. Now, what are we going to do about our ventilation? And what are we going to do about our doorway that goes to our bunker? In my case, I have a root cellar, which is just fine. Everything is just perfect except the doors. I have a door that lies mainly flat that you have to open up to a stairway and then another door at the bottom of the stairway. But having two wooden doors isn't going to shield anything, especially when the top door, which is laying almost flat, it's probably on a 15-degree angle, it's going to have radiation. If I have fallout that actually comes to ground here, it's going to settle right on that door. And so what am I going to do as far as radiation getting into root cellar? The only thing that I have found that I think will work is to line the inside door with lead, both sides, and also put a lead sheet on the outside door and put it on the underside and on top. So in other words, I would sandwich in both wooden doors with lead. That's going to make the doors very heavy, going to make it very clumsy. And if I have a listener out there that has a better idea than what I've been able to find, please let me know. I don't think the lead has to be that thick. And lead isn't the most pleasant substance to handle. And so you'd have to wear gloves and treat it like what it is. Lead poisoning is very real and very deadly, very toxic. Lead is something you don't want to ingest. So 
You don't want to handle lead and then go eat a sandwich. You don't want to handle lead without gloves. But I'm going to basically encase those doors with lead. And I've been trying to figure out a good way to have this process actually be successful. I still have some other things I have to do on my shelter because I've been so busy for the last year, I haven't worked on it very much. I know I've been watching all of the things deteriorate, but I've also decided that I have to live my life the way it is now. I can't drop everything and let everything just disintegrate what I've worked for my entire life. I can't just walk away from it because what some idiot politician might do. And so I have to live my life as it is now, but I have to prepare for another life that I really don't want to see happen. And so I'm not real enthusiastic about prepping as far as going as far as finding a place that I might have to live for months and it being underground, but that's a headspace I have to get into. And so I thoroughly understand when family members are not on board I thoroughly understand when you look at everything and just throw your hands up and say, what is the point? These people want to kill us. They're going to get us one way or another. I don't like that attitude, but boy, do I understand it. You just have to let that fighter in you be the dominant person and not the person that throws up their hands and says, oh, forget it. And I want to tell you right now that Satan has been working on each one of us, overtime, because he wants to make sure that we are totally defeated before all this happens. He wants us primed and ready to just check out of here. And so do your best to keep a positive attitude and try to do whatever it takes to keep you in as cheerful of a mood as you can. In the era of World War II, we had an awful lot of songs that came out that were encouraging. And one of them was Accentuate the Positive. And that was done by Bing Crosby. That song and others like it are the attitude that we're going to have to take. Another song that has a positive message is High Hopes. That that was done, I believe, in the 1950s. And so listen to positive music. And I've got to say, turn off the mainstream media and turn off your television. Turn off the garbage that It's all propaganda. I have great friends in Missouri, and I was informed by letter that they turned their television off 25 years ago. And I really applaud that. And they also are the same as me. They don't listen to any commercial radio. And I'm talking about the crazy conspiracy theorist sister who lives in the woods, her and her husband. They're good people. They're smart people. And they understood the propaganda that was being dished out at them. And now that they're away from it, if they do happen to listen to some commercial radio or walk past the television that's on, they can immediately see all the propaganda. They can see all the social decay that's being pushed by the mainstream. And I agree with that. Every time I'm with someone that has commercial radio on that I'm forced to listen to it for an hour or two or however long I'm around this person. I'm just amazed at how far we have fallen as a society. The things they're pushing, the lyrics of the songs, the public service announcements, 
the attitude of the announcers. Just the whole entire package is just wrong. And I know we're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. And I can honestly say that I don't want any part of this world. This world has nothing for me. It really doesn't. I know I have my own little existence out here on the ranch. And it's peaceful, and I love it. I'm surrounded by very happy animals. And I can go to very good places in my mind and in my spirit when I'm away from all the doom and gloom and all the warmongering. But but God has put it on my heart that I can't put my head in the sand. I have to look at it. I have to report what I see. I have to be a watchman on the wall that is doing his job. And so that's what I try to do. Well, getting back to some of the solutions. With your ventilation on your shelter, I explained this the last time I talked about this, and it's been a year or so ago. If you have a straight pipe that goes straight down into your area that is your safe area, well, you're not safe. Your ventilation is going to have to be passive because if you're relying on electricity for ventilation, then you're in trouble. Because I feel that we are going to have an EMP attack, which is going to take our grid down. And as we're coming in the summer, a little side note here, those of you who live far enough south where you think you need air conditioning, well, you have to think of the people that lived there 100 years ago, 150 years ago. They didn't have any air conditioning, and they survived. So you're going to have to talk to some of the older people that might remember a time when they didn't have air conditioning and find out what they did. Now, I happen to know in the Civil War, the Union soldiers had wool uniforms. And when you're in the Carolinas and in Georgia, and you're a soldier in the summer dressed in wool, well, you're going to be extremely overheated. And so what the soldiers did is they took the largest leaves that they could find and they'd wet the leaves. They'd put the leaves on their head and then put a hat on to hold the leaves on. And they used the cool water to kind of cool them by evaporation, which doesn't work real well in high humidity areas. But that's just one thing that you have to understand, that you have to have water enough to try to cool yourself. I would have to say that if you don't have air conditioning, the best thing you could do is set up some sort of a mister to spray a mist. And of course, it has to be something that's passive or something that is mechanical. It can't be electrical. And it either has to be mechanical or off the grid, because if we lose our grid, if we lose our power, well, there goes your misting system as well. So we need to really think out some of these things that may happen to us. We're going to have to ask some questions of how are we going to cope with and then fill in the blank as far as the issue and then come up with an answer. But your ventilation has to be passive, like I said. And the best thing I have come up with is to, first of all, you're going to want to put a screen on the outer end of your ventilation to keep any animals or insects or something from coming through the pipe and and bringing contamination in with them. And so that's the first thing you need to consider. But what I have done is instead of having a straight pipe, I have the pipe come straight up. Then I put a 90-degree angle to make it go horizontal. And then I put an elbow down. 
and so my pipe looks like an upside-down J. And the reason I put the inlet down is because I'm hoping that the fallout will fall past and not go up into my ventilation. So I'm coming up out of the storm shelter, and I'm going about four feet, and that pipe is four feet above. And then I'm going three feet out and then two feet down. So four up, three across, and two down as far as feet. And the trouble with my root cellar is the ventilation was never built for anyone to live down there. And so I've got a four-inch inlet that comes through the actual concrete. And I didn't want to break the concrete out and increase the size of that. So I put an adapter, but I immediately go to eight inches. So the four-inch bottleneck is only like six inches long. So my pipe is eight inches. Then I reduce it down to what I have to to get into my root cellar. The reason I went with eight inches is because I wanted enough air that could force past that little bottleneck. But I'd recommend six inches, unless you have a lot of people you're planning on putting down in your shelter. The more people you put down, the larger the pipe, or have multiple places where the air can come through. But if you have multiple places that the air is going to come through, then you're going to have quite a bit of airflow through there that might be microscopic, but might also draw some of that fallout up your ventilation shafts. And so I'm simply going to vent out my outer doors. But I'm only going to vent out the one door. I'm not going to vent out the door that's at a 15-degree angle because I think I'm going to have trouble enough with that, with contamination as it is, without allowing anything to get through a ventilation hole. And that door is not airtight as well, which is a problem if I want to keep everything out. But since I'm using that as an outlet, then I have to have some room for air to get through on cracks and so forth. And another reason I'm using that as my outlet is that I want any airflow to be going away from those doors and not to those doors as an added protection. And if anyone out there can do a better job of ventilating and taking care of those doors, please feel free to contact me because I want to do everything in my power to help you and your family survive this. And I know that I don't have all the answers. I don't even know all the questions. But I am a problem solver, and so when I see a problem, I think it over until I feel that I've solved it, the issue. But there's always a better way. There's always someone out there that has more expertise that's, and also is thinking more clear than what I think. And so I really do appreciate the feedback on that. Now I want to address water. I read an article where a guy thought he had solved his water problems with having his bug-out location because he has a swimming pool. And so what he was doing was he was making sure to get all the chlorine out of the filtration system and all the piping and the pool itself. And so it would be really clean water. And then he was going to fill this entire pool with water, and that was where he was going to get water to use for hygiene and animal water and possibly drinking water and taking it into the house and using it for bathing and other things. And he really thought he had a solution there. 
until someone pointed out, well, that's no good because your water is going to be contaminated with fallout. You have this great big pool out there that's just gathering all sorts of radiation particles. So anything you do with that water is just totally deadly. Would be toxic if not totally deadly. And so we have to think these kind of things through. And don't think that radiation can't go through the side of a tin can or a water bottle. Because it can. The only way you can shield your water or food is with lead or a similar substance that repels the radiation that does not let it through. And that would be impossible to line everything you have with lead unless you have a source for a lot of lead and you have a lot of money. So most of the people are going to have to use that layer of dirt that I mentioned, three feet or more dirt that's over the top of where your location is. That's going to be what's going to protect your water. That's going to be what's going to protect your food. And so you're going to have to have enough food and water inside your shelter that you go to in the case of a nuclear explosion. You're going to have to have enough food and water in there to last at least 30 days. And the amount of nukes that will possibly be set off worldwide I don't know how much radiation, how much fallout that's going to be, but I would imagine that there are going to be locations it's going to take years before someone can safely come out. And most people aren't going to have even a year's worth of food. They're going to have a month or a week, maybe six months. And then you're going to have to come out and look for food. But the trouble is that any food you find will be contaminated. If you find a grocery store that's fully stocked, which you won't, but let's say you would, you couldn't eat any of the food. That's another reason why nuclear war is so awful. Because it affects everyone. So you have a bunch of nukes that go off in Montana, and a north wind blows it all the way down to Texas, which can happen, which does happen quite often. We have fronts move through that head all the way down into Mexico. And so the missile silos, and there's a lot of them in Montana, if they get taken out with multiple nukes that are blowing up nukes, and so you have fallout upon fallout, and think of all the dust, the silt that's going to go in the air that's going to be, that's going to be contaminated. And of course that mushroom cloud is going to pull that dust real high up into the atmosphere, and it's going to catch some of the jet stream, and who knows where it's going. And in the case of Montana or western Nebraska or North Dakota, and I can't forget Wyoming, there's an awful lot of nukes that are in that area. If they all go off, that's hundreds of nukes of ours that will go off on our soil if Russia can do a first strike and take those nukes out and blow them up. They'll use a nuke to blow up our nuke. So that's two explosions. Well, there's hundreds of silos, and each missile has multiple warheads. And so this could get so ugly so fast that who knows how long it's going to be before you can come out safely. And so I would say deal with water. Make sure you have enough water. And if you have time, and if you have money, this is something that you'll never use unless doomsday happens. 
then you'll be glad you have it. But if you can put in a well inside your shelter, and depending on how far down your groundwater is, if you can hit some rather shallow groundwater, where you can use a hand pump to pump the water, that's your safest bet, because that water will not be contaminated. Now, if you don't go very deep, the water might be contaminated by farm residue. It might be it might be contaminated by other things that are natural. It might be discolored. It might have a smell to it. So you'll have to treat whatever water, unless it's a nice deep. If you have a real nice deep well, well, then you're going to have to have electricity to pump that. So, and it would not be impossible for you to do this, because you could drive a sand point. But the problem being that each section of pipe would have to be fairly short and you'd have to have an awful lot of threaded connections in your pipe unless you knocked a hole in the top of your shelter and so you can use longer sections. But you're going to have to have room for the section and for a driver to drive it down. And so it'd be very tricky to put in a well into like a root cellar. It'd be very hard to do. You could put a well beside your bug out location, beside your bunker, but then you'd have to knock a hole in the wall and have a closet size type of a room, a small closet, to where you could get to the well so you could pump it by hand. But that's a real drastic measure. But we're about to hit some drastic times. I have a lot more to say than what I have time, so I'm just going to wrap things up with this we have the satanic governments in Europe that are trying to shut the farms down. And I have to contrast this with Russia. Russia is not trying to shut their farms down. And so the people that want to point their finger at Russia and say, Russia bad, please ask yourself, why do I think they're bad? What have they done? What are they doing? And I think both sides have used Ukraine as a punching bag and I don't think that's a legitimate excuse. But as far as disrupting humanity, we have crazy people trying to take our food away. They're trying to take the farms away. They're trying to make us not eat meat. They'll have us eat Z-bugs. They have the Agenda 2030. We will own nothing and be happy. And I have to add again that it's not Russia or China or Iran or any of these other quote-unquote enemies. None of them are doing that to us. It's our own quote-unquote elites that are doing it to us. So you have to look at who our enemy really is. And it's these unelected, unaccountable elites that are trying to play God. And they're funding these mad scientists to do what they're doing. We have some real enemies, and our enemies aren't in Moscow, and they're not in Beijing. Even though I'm not a fan of either country, I do know who is trying to be punitive towards we the people. And it's not them. And so we're not going to have any help from the government. We're not going to have any help at all, other than maybe some local help. We might have some local food banks and some things we might get help for a while. But even the food and the warehouses that are set aside for food banks are going to be contaminated. And so get your food supply safe. Get it underground. Make sure you have adequate amount. Now. Before I sign off, the people that do not have access to a storm shelter or a bunker, if your house has a basement, 
Do what you can to shield your house, shield that floor. I know Nate, the Canadian prepper, recommends getting sandbags and using sandbags to make up the difference. Of course, that's going to weigh an awful lot on a floor. And so you might want to look into the lead lining or a possible other substance that can shield you. If you don't have a basement in your house, there has to be a community building, a church, or a warehouse. There has to be some place in your area that has a basement. There must be a building in your area that has a basement. And so you might want to look into renting. But if you're talking about going away from your house to have your location, you're best to do it as a group and find a large basement and have a group of people you trust that would be included in using that. Because if it comes down to safety and numbers, well, you're going to want to have people have your back. So just search out a building in your area that has a basement. There are things you can do in your house, even if your house has no basement and you don't have any place that you feel that is going to shield you. If you have a garage, you can turn your garage into a fallout shelter by using the sandbags and just do what you can to make the area as, first of all, as safe as it can be and also big enough that you're fairly comfortable. But sometimes being comfortable and surviving do not belong in the same sentence, and I'm afraid we're heading into that kind of a situation. Well, I hope I've been helpful today. I've had quite a rant. I do apologize for ranting most of the show, but but seeing what I'm seeing and concluding that we're in a lot of trouble, it just makes me ill. It just really upsets me. And So thanks for letting me vent today. I appreciate it. And also, I would appreciate if you would consider partnering with me and and helping me with expenses to keep this show on the air. I take checks, money orders, or cash. You'd write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. You would mail to Thunderbolt West Media. P.O. Box 163. P.O. Box 163. Hershey, Nebraska. The zip code is 69143. Again, thanks for listening. And until next time. Everyone, stay safe, stay informed, make sure your preps are topped off and ready to go, keep your powder dry, but never ever forget, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.